This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone, thanks for listening. Several years ago, the Food Bank Council followed the lead of one of our food banks, Gleaners in Southeast Michigan, whose CEO is our own Jerry Brisson. As they began to explore the world of healthcare, food security, and what role, if any, food banks could play to benefit the community. This endeavor has developed like all meaningful pursuits, slower than we hoped or even imagined, but yet here we are. Pilot projects like Henry's Groceries at Gleaners in partnership with the Henry Ford Health System and an on-site food pantry at Hurley Hospital in conjunction with the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan are just two examples of this work. Today, we begin a three-part series about health disparities and food security. To kick off this series, we have an announcement. A two-year project funded by the Michigan Health Endowment Fund that aims to prove the cost-effectiveness of a food prescription program to free clinics in Michigan. The intersection of food security, health disparities, and how it impacts clients, medical costs, and the future of medicine, both in practice and policy, are top of the mind for us today. Our friend Lori Solitoro from EMHEF and a fellow member of the Governor's Food Security Council joins Jerry Brisson and me to discuss how food security can have a positive multiplying effect across our community next on this edition of Food First Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jerry Brisson joins me here. Jerry, great to see you on Zoom and hear you through our WJR studio. And uh, man, it's a great show today. It is. You know what? It's always great to be here, Doctor. I look forward to it every week. And I know I say this repeatedly, but man, have we got a great guest today. So well, I'm eager to get this conversation going and hear from a wonderful partner and one of the people that we look to for leadership in this space. And uh, woo, let's get it on. So Lori Solitoro joins us. Lori's not an, she's not new to this show. She's been with us on uh, several times before. And Lori, you are the director for nutrition and health lifestyles with the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. Welcome to Food First Michigan. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. It's great to have you here. So let's start the show, Lori, by you telling us a little bit about your story. My story. So, um, first of all, I've been with the Health Fund for um, going on six years now since the Health Fund has been in existence. And prior to that, um, I did some work in um, the nonprofit area, had the privilege of working at a very small human service agency in the city of Pontiac um, called the Baldwin Center. So, a little plug for my friends at the Baldwin Center. Um, and uh, prior to that, you know, spent a, a good part of my career in, um, believe 
believe it or not, in the consulting space. So, um, you know, I have probably one of the most non-traditional career paths of anybody you might ever want to meet, except for you, Jerry. I know kind of how you got started and yours, yours might, yours might, uh, might uh, overshadow mine a little bit. But, um, you know, in the time that I was, you know, sort of working my way through the, um, through the, uh, you know, the, to the path where that led me to the health fund, I was, um, you know, trying to learn and, and broaden my own sense of what is, um, what the world looks like and what the world needs. And um, one of the, everybody kind of has that moment, right? And the pivotal moment for me was um, as one morning when I was coming to work in the, uh, at the Baldwin Center, there was a, a young neighborhood friend of mine who was about seven years old and she was waiting for me to get to work. And I, I, you know, greeted her and said, boy, it's awful early for you to be here, kiddo. What's going on? And she says, Miss Lori, when you're not here, I don't eat. And that was like a, uh, you know, a sucker punch right to the gut and and um, out of the mouths of babes, right? You know, mm. she was being t- like, oh, no, I missed you. Oh, I've been waiting to see you. You know, when you're not here, I don't have anything to eat. And so that for me was kind of my moment, you know, as, as folks wow. talk about um, what uh, what brought you to this work. And, and I know the three of us have had, um, you know, uh, sort of um, informal conversations conversations about this and as we've you know forged our friendship together and our partnership in this work and that was really kind of the sticking point for me and so I didn't know at the time um, where that would lead me but um, where it did lead me was back to um, an area of work that was a comfort zone for me which was consulting and and um, working with uh, family and private philanthropy and at that time um, is when the Michigan Health Endowment Fund was was coming to be and I was privileged to be able to start Start working with them in the very beginning, and one of the things that, um, as the health fund um, started to define strategy and structure, it was one of the areas that I was um, extremely vocal about. Not only nutrition and healthy lifestyles, but food access and food security, because food is everything, right? It's 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 what what sustains us. Is it's what comforts us. It's what what helps us to um, you know stay and remain healthy and all those things. And and when we don't have it and can't get it, that is a real tragedy to me in in this day and age and the the time that we're living. So that's just very quickly, um, you know, my story around what led me to this work. So it seems like so many of our guests have had those moments uh, where they were drawn to this mission of of taking hunger off the table and and coming alongside of us at the Food Bank Council and our members to create a food secure state. And so, you know, Lori, that journey has been pretty incredible. And um, you know, I I of course I know Jerry's story and and he shared it here. But here's a guy that has invested his one handful of life into this mission. Uh, you know. Came out of the UP and and really, you know, from one extreme to the other to Southeast Michigan, uh, quite the qu- contrast in geography, uh, but yet the heart there is 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 pure and good to do this work, and you know, you sense that from both of you guys. Well, doctor, thank you. And I'm glad you skipped the part about the pitchforks and torches as they were chasing me out of the UP. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but in any case, you know, 
um, you know, when we when we started doing the show, one of the things that we really believed was that there, it was time. It was time to start talking more about why food first. You know, why is it so important that that people get this problem taken care of? And we've talked about Maslow, and we've talked about you know different ways of looking at impact on the community. And health has certainly been one of the ones that we've talked about a lot. But Lori, I think you have such a unique role in your work because, you know, philanthropy is, first of all, it's something that I think a lot of people hear the word and don't exactly know what it means. So, you know, aside from people that give money away, um, philanthropy is also a strategy, right? It's a strategy for helping to solve and, and address complex problems. So, Tell us a little bit about how does the Michigan Health Endowment Fund approach that work? Oh, that's a great question, Jerry. So, so it's in, and, and you've teed me up nicely to use one of my favorite, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, retorts or or responses. And so, d depending on how you look at things, if you look at things from a biblical sense, um, I, I like to say, um, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Or, you know, if you look at things from a superhero sense, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So, I think that, um, and I love that you just allowed me to use those two, two <laughs> phrases in in phrase my answer and I think um, you know one of the things that um, that um, is is important in philanthropy is to understand the difference between charity and philanthropy right and philanthropy is exactly what you just described Jerry it is thinking about things at a strategic um, higher level um, that working towards a critical end result right and that's not to um, dim diminish charity in any way we need charity we've had it you know, for years, and 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 it's it's critical to to um, you know helping and working with so many people. But folks who work in philanthropy have to challenge themselves to think on a broader scale. So so what you do every day, um, Phil and Jerry, and your work is is humbling and awe inspiring to someone like me. Um, but what I often think about sometimes is how do I put Jerry and Phil out of a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> not the radio job. You're but, not but the only one. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are 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 tuned in enough to understand where I'm going with that, right? So so totally. as we as we think about you know and and for us the health fund has the privilege of really only focusing on the state of Michigan, right? So our peers, our friends at at, at foundations like Kresge and Kellogg, they have a national focus. They have a much broader scope of work to do, whereas we have the privilege and the luxury of really only focusing on the state of Michigan and the residents of the state of Michigan. So that makes it um, in some ways much easier for us to think um, strategically around how do we um, address these critical health issues that are facing residents of our state today. And, and my area, as you well know, is the nutrition and healthy lifestyles areas. So food access, food security, nutrition, wellness, and fitness, things like that. How do we improve um, um, the whole 
the whole landscape of that in our state such that people here are, you know, are, are on a road on the path to better health. So I think that for us, you know, in the world of philanthropy, it is a, a, a very humbling task um, to think about um, the things that take time, that take more investment, that are, um, you know, decisions that are made very intentionally around a, a piece of work that may not candidly may not have have um, returns on our investment for quite some time. And um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things to keep in mind about, you know, what's important as we, as, as those of us who, um, you know, are privileged to work in philanthropy often, often wrestle with. Well, that ROI certainly comes true when we talk about the work that we all do with children. Uh, it will come. It will come, but it won't. Might, but it might not be there immediately. Hey, guys, we got to take a quick break here. And uh, Jerry, I don't know if you caught that, but I, Lori gave a biblical reference and a superhero reference. So you and I will have to wrestle which one of those are who, you or me, in that <laughs> uh, sometime during the break here. Lori Solotoro, she's our guest, Director of Nutrition and Health Lifestyles with the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. Jerry Brisson, me, Dr. Phil Knight, we're all three back. You come back and be with us, too. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. We're back here on Food First Michigan. Dr. Phil Knight here with Jerry Brisson, the CEO and president of Gleaners Community Food Bank, Southeast Michigan. And also he is the chair for the Food Bank Council of Michigan's Board of Directors, which probably would mean that your time in purgatory is cut in half having to do all of that <laughs> and work with me. But thank you, Jerry. Thanks for being here. And as always, being a co-host here on our show. Our guest today is Lori Solaturo, Director of Nutrition and Health Lifestyles with the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. And Lori, let's, let's go back for just a bit and talk about some of the projects that we've cooperated on together. And probably one of the hallmark things that really, two really, that set the tone for our relationship and partnership uh, that have had tremendous impact on the future of food banking as well as the communities that we serve. One was this horribly misnamed program that we called MythBan that really taught us as a network uh, that we could really pivot and begin to uh, source fresh produce to scale across the state and into our communities. And the second program I really want to talk about um, was you guys initiated the funding for what we call the self-sufficiency standard. And that is a, a great great program that that really puts a book in when we talk about the people's need and how much do people need and and uh, and in the context of unemployment how much is enough for a person to be able to um to to really be self-sufficient and not need us or not need the government not need philanthropy not need charity so i just want to maybe get your thoughts on those couple of projects jerry has certainly been on the ground floor with uh produce distribution and now that's evolved at gleaners to 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 fluid milk and lots of things that all this efforts together have have taught us 
Well, you know what, Phil? I I loved MIFBAN. You know, I even liked the name. <laughs> I like the acronym. I loved it because it was something that was so, you know, for the health fund. And, you know, just to give listeners a little context, it was one of the very first grants that the Michigan Health Endowment Fund made um, in 2014. And, and what I loved about it was it was really a shift in thinking from what um, what food banks could be as as pivotal members of the community and and more importantly what clients who who frequented food banks deserved you know in their service so um, first and foremost that what you said Phil about dr. Phil about bringing the fresh produce to folks you know through the food banks I think was extremely important on so many levels but then then you took it a step further and you said hang on we're going to start providing these these healthy fruits and vegetables to people and we want to make sure they're really going to eat it and they're really going to use it so so you took it a step further and you said okay now we're going to start thinking about cooking classes and outreach and providing you know recipes and sort of how to information on what to do with a butternut squash now that you have one right you know right. how to improve how to improve your relationship with your butternut squash which I did use actually I just want to make mm-hmm. sure that you know that but but I think that um, you know Mifban was really really um, uh, a unique at the time, you know, a very unique um, um, perspective and approach to serving members of the community, clients of the food bank who came to, um, you know, for food assistance. And so that's one of the things I loved about it. There was so much information that came out of it, so many great and innovative ideas from the learning piece. So, by the way, not only did you apply the, you know, uh, provide those cooking classes, that information, you gathered feedback from your clients around what they liked and what they didn't like. And so to me, that just, um, in my opinion, of course, took that that type of, of um, you know, human service, if you will, to a whole nother level. You said, hey, guys, we see you. We understand you. We want to know a little bit more about about what you're about what you need. I think that was that was um, so inspirational for me and quite candidly um, helped really frame my perspective um, as as the um, you know the person in the in the health fund who's privileged enough to oversee that type of work and then um, you know talking about the self-sufficiency study it, it you know it, it may surprise you but we get a whole lot of proposals and a whole lot of ideas <laughs> from folks and it's very rare that I read one and go, Yes, this is it. This is it right here. And that is was my reaction immediately when I read the proposal about the self-sufficiency study, because again, it was very innovative in thinking about how we understand food insecurity in our state, right? We all bring our own biases to the work. I think we all rely on a, a, a significant amount of data. You know, if we want to know something, we know how many folks, um, how many recipients there are of SNAP benefits. We know what, um, what a food desert looks like in our state mm-hmm. or where that is. But what we didn't know, at least I didn't know, maybe the two of you did, was 
was was what are all those variables and factors that go into an individual or a family being food insecure? And sometimes it's so much more than just tipping that scale around, um, you know, living on the edge of poverty and and having a, a you know a significant event happen that tips you in one direction or the other. I think what the self sufficiency study meant to me was that we really need to be much more aware of the conditions that surround food insecurity, right? Sure. What are the things? And so I was very, very, very um, excited about that particular project and what it told us and how um, the Food Bank Council and the associated members really took that and rolled it out and used it to understand, again, how to better serve your your clients. So, and then our newest partnership very quickly is a, a, intent, uh, a, 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 um, a deep focus on one particular area of our state, which is Southwest Michigan. And it's a partnership with the FQHC, a federally qualified health center, and um, around a prescription for health type work. And what really uh, the premise of that is to very intensely look at helping individuals, patients with chronic health conditions, get the type of food that they need um, to manage their chronic health condition. And so I'll stop with that. And just kind of another piece is Henry's Groceries, Jerry. We didn't even talk about that. I'm so excited about that too. So... Well, you know, I think this is, um, I mean, great, great reflections about a lot of really good work. And, you know, it reminds me of what of what we think is one of the key ingredients to solving food insecurity for our communities. And that is first, bringing smart people to the table to help. And second, to, uh, to bring those who win when we win to the conversation, right? So all the things you just mentioned, when you talk about FQHC, federally qualified health centers, man, do they have an easier time if their patients are food secure, right? They can help them be healthier. And those centers, many of them anyway, are on a cost model where if they save money, they actually then can use that money for additional services. So it's not the same fee-for-service model as a lot of healthcare is. And so it really benefits them to save money. And so that project we think has the potential to be a statewide model for those centers and, and a sustainable source of appropriate funding to bring a whole nother population to food security. So, you know, again, those are the ideas that we think ultimately stitch together, get us to a place where this problem is actually solvable and nothing excites us more than that. Creating solutions that are, that are, um, that we can take to scale that create a food secure community. That's the stuff right there. Well, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Great recap of some programs and then the, the, the new program down with uh, Grace Health uh, and the South Michigan Food Bank and the Food Bank Council, Dr. Dawn Opal on our team, who's uh, a frequent guest with the show. Um, you, Lori, you and Dawn seem like y'all are like, you know, cousins or something. I, I don't know. Y'all are close already. So powerful, powerful relationships. And that's really how change comes. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do another segment with Lori. He's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. She's Lori Solatoro, the director for nutrition and healthy lifestyles at the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. And we're all three back in just a moment. 
Food First Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Thanks, everyone. Glad you're listening. Lori Solaturo is our guest, Director for Nutrition and Healthy Lifestyles at the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. Jerry Brisson, as always. And Jerry, I got to say that, um, and really this this healthcare venture that we have um, across our network, I mean, it really started with Gleaners and Y'all's Pursuit and Henry's Groceries and partnership with uh Henry Ford Health System. You know, we know that uh, Food Bank of Eastern Michigan has a partnership with Hurley with a pantry inside uh, one of their facilities. But this opportunity with, uh, with Michigan Health Endowment Fund and the South Michigan Food Bank and Grace Health really has the potential to help us go to another level, too. You know, in some ways, I feel like the little engine that could. You know the story, right? You, 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 there's the big hill, and that poor little engine's got to, you know, tow that big old engine up that hill. And I think I can. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Are you familiar yeah. with the story? All right. I know it's a children's story, but the moral of the story is... Eventually, you get up over that hill, and there's been so much good work in healthcare around food banks nationwide, and certainly here in Michigan. And I know, Lori, the Michigan Health Endowment Fund has been part of a lot of these efforts to help us get things off the ground, even before we can prove exactly what we're going to prove. Because part of innovation is you just don't know everything when you start. You you got to start somewhere, and that teaches you the next thing. And one thing builds on the next. So I certainly am very proud of the work that. Henry's Groceries uh, enabled and the patients we were able to serve and the really brilliant people from Henry Ford Health System. And I will say a couple people on my team, too, who are just so good at what they do. And and it's just a joy to work with them. But I'm also really impressed with the uh, momentum that we all have now as we we have models that are working that prove savings as well as patient satisfaction and better health outcomes and you know that's all going to be the I think I can I think I can I think I can that gets us over that hill so Lori I, I'd really like to hear your perspective about how do you see that work and the momentum that it's building. So I, I'm going to you know, start my answer, Jerry, with a, a little story. And I know that you two will remember this. Remember when the three of us had lunch at a little place in Detroit and we started to talk about this. And, and Jerry, you literally drew this out on a napkin you know, for, <laughs> for, for, for me, I should say for me. And then Phil added to the napkin, you know, and there was a, a very complex and and. I'm going to say it brilliant sketch that you put together around this idea that food is, and then again, it wasn't your food is medicine is not your idea or our idea, right? But the idea that we could connect folks through healthcare services to the food they need to help manage and, and mitigate their chronic health condition. And that is something that I remember it like it was yesterday because I thought to myself, this guy has an idea, right? Or these guys have an idea. And so to, I want to say that was, gosh, probably four years ago now, right? So to see it come to life in the way that it 
has, not only in a, uh, I'll call it a controlled, you know, hospital setting, but also in a clinical setting, like Phil described with the Grace Health Food Bank of Southwest Michigan partnership, I think is so um, amazing. I don't know any other way to describe it. And the reason I think it's amazing is not not the obvious, right? Because we're connecting people, you all are connecting people with the food they need to get and stay healthy, become and stay healthy. But it is laying the foundation very nicely for a larger strategic um, you know, course, let's say, to have those who are um, are the facilitators of, of that work recognize it and understand that it is a logical benefit to folks. And so I'm using that word benefit very intentionally. And, um, you know, here's a little spoiler alert. Dr. Opal and I are in cahoots together with the two of you to really look at there's intention around these grants that we made in this last um, 2020 cycle that are specific to prescription for health. There's intention around that for a couple reasons. We um, want to understand how these um, this type of work can be leveraged and scaled such that we can draw down gusnet funds you know from the mm-hmm. state level for for our partners in the in the work here in Michigan that's one piece of it but the more important piece of it is how can payers recognize that food is medicine right that people who are, given access to the food they need to be well and stay well um, should have, you know, we, we all can help out a little bit with that. And so I think that what started out, um, Jerry and Dr. Phil, as a drawing on a napkin over a delicious lunch together is, is really getting some traction in that I think I can, you know, yeah. sort of yeah. sort of mentality. And so it just in some ways it renders me speechless that it's actually moving in the direction it is and and gaining the momentum that it has because i i really think this is going to be a game changer for residents of the state of michigan i hope that's my hope well i gotta say that um if this world would just pay attention to more of Jerry's back of the napkin drawings, it would be a much better place. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, You've only so, seen a few of those napkins, uh, I'm just so, saying. And, I'm pretty sure I still have that napkin. I'm going to try and find it. And so, it. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you the truth. That was at the Roma Cafe. That's Detroit's oldest uh, eating establishment. Yeah. And uh, it was really good. It was, of course, you know, you might – Take, coincide that they had to take a little break and remodel after we were there but you know that's another story for another Nothing show can be proven it can't yeah, be that's pretty much pretty that's that's a that's our motto lori uh, <laughs> so uh you know really what we're talking about here is policy change and uh how important that would be and it, it's not about and this is something Jerry says often, too. It's not about getting more money. It's about how do we first make the money that we have the most effective that it can be. And I think when you're open to having those kind of conversations, that that resources don't really become uh, an obstacle uh, if, you're, if you're looking at it through that lens. So I got to say to you, Jerry, that... Um, 
you know, when you started this, I think there's a lot of folks that probably looked at you, uh, you know, like, wow, what are you talking about? And and now I think you've got to receive and hear the momentum that Lori's talking about, and at least through the Food Bank Network, that really started with you. And I think you should receive that and, uh, and be proud of it. And when you see these projects going out over the other food banks, and eventually we see policy change, I think you need to see that like a, a proud papa. Um, the little engine that did, not just the little <laughs> engine that could. Well, thank you, doctor. I do appreciate it. And of course, there's lots of credit to go around. I mean, my team, my team has seen a lot of backs and napkins and they're the ones that make it work. So I will give them all the credit and all I will take any credit for is that I was in the room with a good idea with a bunch of people that could actually make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, and now, you know, I think now with, uh, with Dawn, Dawn Opal, Dr. Dawn Opal being on our team at the Food Bank Council, it's all, we've got, we've got the team that's set up to really help. And the food banks, the other CEOs across the state, they're, they're involved in this, like uh, Kara Ross up at Food Bank of Eastern Michigan, and the other food banks are all really, really open. Peter Vogel down at South Michigan was like, hey, come here, we'll try it. You know, I mean, they're all enthusiastic about the work, Lori, and uh, we're going to run a little short on time for this show. I can't believe this is three segments, but let me give you the opportunity to, to, to kind of wrap this conversation up for us. So first of all, Dr. Phil and Jerry, thank you so, so much for, for um, having me on the show today. It is um, always a pleasure to hang out with the two of you and uh, talk about the things, um, you know, that, that we three and many, many others in the state care about so deeply. I think that, um, you know, for us at the Health Fund, we are in, um, a, believe it or not, a strategic planning year. So we are um, wrapping up our first five years of our, our grant-making strategy and looking ahead to the next five years. And I think, I know it's crazy, right, to wow. think about that. And there's so much, um, so much excitement around, um, you know, the direction we go moving forward. And, and I say that specifically um, for nutrition and healthy lifestyles and the things that we, I hope we can do in the next five years through amazing partnerships um, like those that we've mentioned, innovative ideas, um, sort of uh, I'll say it, um, um, uh, embracing that disruptor mentality a little bit um, around, uh, you know, let's just not do the same old things over and over again, hoping for a different result, right? Aligning ourselves with with folks who, who can be decision makers, meaning policy makers and, and others in the state who, who can't ignore um, where we are right now in our world, especially we haven't, we didn't even touch on the pandemic and what that has done to food insecurity. And I do think the Food Security Council appointed by Governor Whitmer has a role to play in all of this conversation. And of course, you serve on that as an appointee of Governor Whitmer. So congratulations to you, Lori. Uh, you had to sign your oath of uh, 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 of office there to be able to serve on that. So congratulations. Thank you. Jer Jerry, last word for Lori. Thank you so much. We love working with you. We appreciate your commitment to this and more to come. Thank Excellent. you so much. I can't wait to come back. <laughs> well, Jerry and I are back to wrap up this edition of the show. Lori, thanks for being with us. We'll be back in just a moment.
Jerry, just a few minutes left here in the show. Uh, Lori Solotoro has turned out to be a really great friend of this work because she believes in it, and it's it's rooted in her heart. Yeah, no question about it. And it's it's great to be reminded of her sort of story that got the whole thing going about meeting a hungry child face-to-face who, uh, who admitted that without Lori's work at the Baldwin Center, she would have nothing to eat. And, uh, you know, when you come face-to-face with a, with a hungry child, it changes your life. And, of course, you know, all of us in this work have, and we do, and we do it, we do it regularly because that's what we do. We're in this space to do that. And, and when you add up the cost of allowing that to continue in our community, the cost so far outweighs what it would take to just solve the problem. Let's not have hungry children anymore. Let's just yeah. decide. And that's what it would take. If we made the decision, we could get this done. And we know there's ways. We know people would benefit. We have the distribution models. We have the partnerships. Let's do this. Let's get it done. That's where my head goes. That's a movement. That's a movement. Time for a little food for thought. Momentum is either your best friend or your worst enemy. If it's going for you, confidence is high, resources are at hand, and even time seems to be on your side. But when momentum is against you, all you can do is stand in hopes that you can withstand. Doubt is never far, resources are scarce, and time seems to stand still. That is why when momentum is for you, when the wind is at your back, and your days are filled with promise of hope, it is time to seize the day. Grab our chance and hang on till the difference we imagined, the change we are driven to create, is realized and our world is better than we found it and no child is hungry. It was one of my heroes, George Washington Carver, who said, no individual has the right to come into this world and go out of it without leaving behind him or her a distinct and legitimate reason for having passed through it. No matter how big or complex the problem, whether it be food insecurity, health disparities, and yes, even racism, the only people that need to decide to make things better is us. We need no one other than ourselves to solve, create positive change, and we can do so by making and keeping food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.